Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By, where each week we explore current events from a biblical and prophetic worldview to learn how God wants us, His people, to respond so we can partner with Him to see His will done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm Pam Christian, your host for the next 30 minutes or so. Here you'll find a community of rationally-minded, spirit-led Christians who are becoming armed with the truth and enjoying all the hope and victory truth provides. This Faith to Live By community represents people from all over the world who refuse to be deceived any longer. We are digging deep and working hard to uncover and proclaim truth. Truth, mainstream media is not reporting. The vast majority of people worldwide are waking up to the gross evil and deceptions that have been perpetrated against us for ages upon ages, and we are privileged to be alive today to see God work in our midst in a biblical and epic manner. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you know God has permitted you to be alive at this all-important time in history of the planet. This is not a time of defeat and destruction, at least not for God's people, but for those who reject God and His instruction, it's an entirely different reality. I believe we are in the most significant time in God's plan for the world. These months of June through September 2022 will be like none other in the history of mankind. The greatest battle between good and evil is being played out before our very eyes. And I'm here to tell you, evil will never win and has already been completely defeated by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As evil is being exposed and all evil plans are being laid bare for the world to see, those cooperating with evil are experiencing an increased state of panic. Don't expect things to get better for some time. But know what we see in these present days and weeks and months to come are truly overcoming all the powers and the works of darkness in the process of the greatest harvest of souls this earth has ever seen. Evil is persistent and relentless and tries to revive its plans at every turn, but nothing can escape God's omnipotent, omniscience, and omnipresence. Let's not forget, Satan and all of his followers are finite beings. They are limited, even though they live under their own delusion otherwise. God, however, is all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere present at all times. It's important for us to be aware of the plans and the schemes of the enemy so we can minimize his evil impact. At the same time, it's imperative for us to know the truth of our authority and power in Christ, to work in partnership with God, to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. To help us understand more about our current plight, my guest, Alex Newman, joins us today. Alex was raised among those who were groomed to be part of the leadership for the United Nations, but God intervened in his life. You can hear him tell his story with my podcast titled, One World Under Government or God. It first posted January 12, 2022, which just happens to be my birthday. (laughs) Alex is a wealth of knowledge and an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, speaker, and consultant with a global reputation for hard-hitting reporting who seeks to glorify God in everything he does. Like me, Alex also seeks to help people discover and live in life-giving truth. Alex is the founder of Liberty Sentinel. I want you to know more about Alex and all he does, so please use the link in the show notes to visit his website. Here today to talk about the Biden administration's relentless effort to cede American sovereignty over to the World Health Organization as part of a larger plan for a one-world government, I bring you my recent interview with Alex Newman. Alex, I really appreciate you are back on the program again. You are very, very busy with all that you've got going on. In fact, there's an announcement that I want to make sure we make later on during our time together. 
But I'm asking you to help us make sense out of what's going on in the world. We had recently the World Health Assembly, the 75th Assembly, where the Biden administration put through several amendments that they wanted to have made into a treaty, into this particular document, which would mean that the World Health Organization had sovereignty over the nations. And we were so pleased to see that the amendments did not go through. But now I'm hearing rumblings that they are meeting behind closed doors. What can you help us understand? Well, thank you, Pam. Yeah, that's par for the course with the forces that we're up against. It's not that they lost one battle and then they said, oh, we shouldn't have done that. We're just going to go home and pretend like this never happened. That's not how they work. They will always come back. They will always keep trying to do this again as long as the Lord gives them breath. And so uh, they're not going away. They still have the same plan. So a little bit of a background, the Obama, or excuse me, the Biden administration, as I call it, the Biden administration and a coalition of about 50 very powerful governments, I mean, some of the most powerful governments in the world, submitted a series of 13 amendments that they wanted to add to the, uh, what they call the international health regulations. Now, the Biden administration considered these to be legally binding, and uh, they've been in place for a long time. They've been modified over the years. And basically, they, they lay out the protocols. What is the World Health Organization supposed to do in the event of these international health emergencies? We saw them in action during the COVID pandemic. We saw basically the entire world pursue policies that were unprecedented in all of human history. We've never had a time where entire countries, societies, states have been locked down, where people couldn't go to work. So a lot of that was being orchestrated and directed by the World Health Organization, which, of course, is acting as a front for Bill Gates, uh, the Communist Chinese Party, uh, the big pharmaceutical companies and all the rest of it. And of course, the kleptocrats that, that run so many of the world's governments. So they came up with these amendments that were going to add more power to the WHO. One of the most alarming things, in my opinion, would have been to give the director general of the WHO, who incidentally is a former central committee member of the Tigray People's Liberation Front. That's a, a Marxist ethno-terrorist organization in Ethiopia that uh, had it out for another people group. Uh, he eventually graduated to be the right-hand man for a mass-murdering communist dictator, which is why Beijing wanted him installed at the head of the World Health Organization. So these amendments, one of the most troubling ones to me, would have given him the power to unilaterally declare a health emergency of international concern anywhere in the world without even getting the consent of the government. So just say hypothetically Trump was reelected in 2024. He might say, hey, there's a, a health emergency of international concern going on in the United States. It wouldn't matter what the U.S. government said. It wouldn't matter what the United States of America said because the director general declared it and there would be nothing we could say about it. And so if you want to know what that looks like once these wheels get turning in motion, we have a lot of examples. They've done this before. Uh, they did this in West Africa, in uh, Liberia and the Ivory Coast uh, during the Ebola epidemic that was going on there. They declared a public health emergency of international concern. And the Obama administration actually sent U.S. military troops down there to help quarantine entire villages. So that's the kind of thing that results from these. These are not games. These are not empty words. These are not just obscure regulations that don't affect anybody's lives. These can literally change the course of history. They can change uh, everything that's going on in a country. And when you realize too, Pam, that they are now calling gun violence uh, a, a public health emergency. They're calling racism a public health emergency. They're calling climate change a public health emergency. Everything basically under their view of public health is a public health emergency. You realize this would have been a blank check to the WHO. So that did not pass this time around. They got a few less significant amendments. I actually talked to the State Department. I talked to the World Health Organization. And they said, you know, they basically portrayed it as this was the first step in eventually getting all the rest that we want. And so right now, they're negotiating something called the International Pandemic Treaty. They hope that this is going to radically empower the WHO. They hope it's going to give the WHO vast new powers, including the power to sanction entire nations that don't comply with these things, incidentally. 
And so they're working on that right now behind closed doors. They hope to have the first draft done by August. Uh, And then they also, one of the amendments that they did pass, set up a working group to consider and draft more amendments. So they'll be coming back to consider more amendments uh, starting in September, again in November, and then again in in next year at the 76th World Health Assembly. So we're we're not out of the woods by a long shot on these power grabs. And if you think the last two years was bad, prepare for a lot more if these people get their way, because that's what they're up to. All right. Now you suggest that we prepare. What can we do to prepare? Well, I think first and foremost, we need to be resisting this. Uh, We need to use every legal means at our disposal to stop this. There are federal and state level individuals who are drastically opposed to this. We've had numerous bills introduced into Congress to stop this. We've had Senator Rick Scott introduced a bill to defang the WHO and say that all health policy in America must originate in America. It cannot come from the WHO. Uh, We've had multiple letters sent to the Biden administration from big groups in Congress saying you need to get out of the WHO. We should not be participating in this. It's corrupt. It's ridiculous. Uh, We've had state legislatures now pass resolutions making clear that this is an unconstitutional attack on our sovereignty and on our freedom and that it's not going to stand. All the fake fact checkers are out there saying, oh, this doesn't affect sovereignty. Oh, give me a break. Having the World Health Organization make decisions for our country is the very definition of an attack on sovereignty. So uh, we know that they are lying. They're using deception. That's what they do. But uh, we need to be working with our lawmakers. We need to be working with our public officials. We need to get state legislatures to pass laws, making sure that no state, county, or local government employee can participate in any way in the enforcement of any policy originating with the World Health Organization. So those are some of the things that we need to do in the immediate uh, future. And also, we need to be realizing that what they did with COVID, that was just the warm-up. Okay. Now they're coming back with the, the money pox, uh, as uh, James Roguski says, uh, the K is silent, <laughs> the money pox. Yeah, he, he's one of the guys who helped raise awareness about what was going on with the WHO. We've got the bird flu that they're now coming back with. And again, they're saying everything is a public health crisis. We've got multiple states declare that racism with the new definition, right? Not the, the traditional definition, the new definition, which basically racism is anything the radical left antichrist forces don't like. That's racism. So they're saying that's a public health crisis, gun violence. So uh, we need to realize that this is a full-blown attack on our individual liberties, on our national sovereignty, our ability to govern ourselves as free people. And uh, we cannot allow that to continue. So we need to expose it. We need to work with our elected officials to stop it. And I think those are some good starting points. Great. Now, can you identify a couple of organizations on a national level that are actually working to help stop this that we can get our listeners to cooperate with, to work with and support? Yeah, there are, there are several that I know of that are doing really good work. Um, the John Birch Society has been sending out legislative alerts to its people all across the country, many, many thousands of activists to encourage them to get in touch with their state elected officials and the state legislatures and also with Congress to urge the state elected officials to nullify these power grabs at the state level, basically protect the people in their states from these power grabs, kind of like Ron DeSantis did during the COVID. You know, CDC would say you need to do this and Ron DeSantis would say no. They'd pass a vaccine mandate and our, our state said, well, if you try to fire somebody because they didn't take a vaccine, we're going to fine you $50,000 instead of the seven that uh, Biden's going to fine you. So uh, we need states to be taking urgent measures like this. And the JBS is one of the groups doing that. Also, the uh, Children's Health Defense, uh, that's Robert Kennedy's group, is also doing heroic work on this front. They deserve a, a lot of kudos for that. There's a lot of grassroots activists that are working on this. And I think James Roguski, he, he has been a leading force in exposing the details of this, right? The WHO is very opaque. It's very hard for people without incredible expertise and a lot of sources on the inside to follow what's going on there. So James has been doing a lot to try to expose that. And he deserves a shout out. You can go to his website. I think it's jamesroguski.substack.com. And he's really keeping track of the details so you can see where they're at with this on his website. 
Yeah, I've actually talked to him, and I hope to have him on the program before too long. But he has been instrumental in waking a lot of people up as to what's going on here. Yeah. Now, thank you for the names of the organizations. I'm going to look up some more, and I'll make sure I have them in the show notes for anybody who listens to this podcast. Because this is very, very serious. And it's worldwide. It's, this is not only impacting America, but America has the ability to lead the way as to what happens in the rest of the world. God still has a covenant with America, and we need to be in prayer. And we need to put our feet to our prayer, which is exactly what you're suggesting. Is there anything else on this particular topic that you would want to cover at this point in time, either what we can do or what we need to know to be better equipped? Yeah, I would like to say that the WHO attack is only one part of a multi-pronged attack on national sovereignty, one part of this agenda to build a totalitarian and wicked world system. Uh, the WHO is an important part, but it is by no means the only part. And so we need to go into this fight recognizing that this is just one tentacle of a much broader, much more massive machine that is coming at us. And uh, the United Nations, of course, is a, is a major part of that. Now, the WHO is one component of the UN, but a number of members of Congress have now introduced a fantastic bill. It's called the American Sovereignty Restoration Act. And uh, I, I don't know for sure, but my guess is right now it's been sent over to the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee in the House. And uh, what this bill would do is it would uh, restore American sovereignty. It would withdraw the United States from the UN and from all UN organizations, including the WHO, uh, which, you know, Trump got that process started to getting us out of the WHO. This bill is even broader. This gets us out of not just the WHO, but also all the other agencies. It would remove UN headquarters from our soil so they could send it to, you know, Havana or Beijing where it belongs and get it off of uh, New York City. Uh, and also it would uh, prohibit American forces from being under the command of UN military leadership, which is critical. It, it's unconscionable that American servicemen who signed up and agreed to put their lives on the line for their country would be commanded to serve a horrible, evil organization like the United Nations. And so uh, this has been a legal battle for a long time. Uh, American soldiers, people like uh, Michael Day, I think his name was, refused to serve under UN command. And so they were persecuted for that. But uh, we have to protect our servicemen. They sign up to defend the U.S. Constitution, not the United Nations and the U.N. Charter. So a uh, great bill. And, and I just want to encourage people to recognize that the WHO is not happening in a vacuum. This isn't just, you know, one isolated thing. This is part of a much broader attack on us. And we need to keep exposing it. And uh, as you pointed out, too, the power of prayer is huge. We need to be in prayer here. We need God's wisdom. We need God's guidance. We just need him to provide discernment to us to understand the best way to pursue this. But we must. We must stand against evil. You go through the Bible, you see it's you know long history of God's people standing up right in the face of evil and saying, no, no, no. You've got Moses, you've got Elijah, you've got Paul. I mean, it's just one after another, heroic people of God standing up and saying no to evil. And that's what we need to do. We need to take example from them. Absolutely. You said just a few moments ago that we must go into the fight. And what I want my listeners to understand is that we are in the fight, whether we want to be or not. It is a fight of good versus evil, and it has reached such a point that we've never seen in our lifetimes, and I have said, perhaps never before in the world. I don't know of anything that I can read in the Bible that records anything as global and as sinister as what's happening now. We must be in the fight, and prayer is certainly important, but so is doing what we can with the gifts and talents and resources God has given us. And I want to say I admire you profusely because you're doing that very thing. You're running for office in Florida, aren't you? Please tell my listeners about that. Yes, I am, Pam. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So I'm in House District 28. I'm running against an establishment Republican with tons of money and tons of power who has voted wrong 
repeatedly. That's why I originally got in the race. And uh, what I realized very quickly is that, you know, politics is one of the many battlefields where we're seeing this battle that you just described, good versus evil, play out. And, you know, Christians, I'm sad to say, uh, have abandoned this battlefield for way too long. Our, Our churches have taught us that politics is yucky, so we don't want to get involved in that. And you know what? The Bible talks more about government than it talks about heaven, especially in a country like ours, where we, the people, are supposed to be in charge. God expects his people to get involved and stand for what's right. Part of the reason we ended up in this mess is because God's people said, well, we're not going to worry about that sphere. Uh, That is, in my opinion, something that we need to remedy as the body of Christ. We need to get involved. And that doesn't mean that everybody listening to this needs to go out and run for office. I'd love it if you did, but you know, maybe not everybody's called to run for office, but everybody can play a role here. If you can't run for office, you can knock doors for somebody who is running for office. You can make phone calls, you can donate, you can, I mean, there's so many different ways that people can get involved in this arena. And it is so critical. We saw it during the the COVID mess, right? Uh, The state of Florida did relatively well during that mess, while other states and and certain cities were locked down and people were, you know, couldn't go out of their house and they had to wear two masks. I mean, it just, it was horrible. And it made all the difference in the world where you lived. If you were in Florida, if you were in South Dakota, life was relatively normal, aside from the garbage on the idiot box, the television. But if you were in California, if you were in Illinois, if you were in New York, your business was being destroyed. You couldn't go visit your dying relatives in a hospital. I mean, you couldn't get access to the medications that you needed for early treatment. Those are the types of things that are decided in the political arena. And so uh, God's people need to be involved there. I I can't encourage people strongly enough to get involved. And if that's not your calling, if if you're doing something else for the kingdom, good, stay there. Maybe God has you right where he wants you. But if you're looking for uh, one of the battlefields where this confrontation is taking place and you want to do what the Lord has called us to do, Ephesians 5.11 has been one of my mottos as a journalist from the very beginning, right? Have no fellowship with the unproved works of darkness, but rather reprove them, expose them. Politics is one of the arenas where you can do that. Uh, and it's, it's not nice. It's, you know, when you go up against evil forces, you know, they, they come after you. And, and that's a fact. And we've seen it happen over and over again. We've, we've seen what they've tried to do to Donald Trump. We've seen what they've tried to do to so many people. And, and we need to put a stop to that. And the only way that's going to stop is if people will get involved, if people will put their hat in the, in the ring and say, you know what, I'm going to do this, not because I want to, not because I, I want political power, but because we need to stand against evil. And this is one of the arenas that we can do that in. We need to stand up for what is right, which is exactly why I have this podcast. Yes. As things started coming down in in early 2020, I thought it's such a mess. We need the church. The church is the only force that's able to withstand this and overcome this. And I was absolutely aghast at the lack of attention from the pulpits discussing what was going on in our world that was imposing upon child. And I was also very upset at the number of churches that succumbed to the orders to shut down the churches and have their mouths muzzled. And I'm grateful to say that people like you have been coming forward forcefully and helping us understand the truth, waking us up, and more people are getting involved. I think we've got at least 70% of the population awake now, and we need at least 80 before we can really see things tip. And your example is so commendable. I want to thank you very, very much, Alex. Well, thank you so much, Pam. I so appreciate all the work that you're doing. Your podcast is amazing. You're a true woman of God. And it's an incredible honor to, to be in the trenches with you, serving our Lord and Savior. We, we've got to keep this up. And in fact, right now, if you turn on the TV, they're trying to demoralize you. They, they want conservatives. They want Christians and, and decent people to feel like, hey, there's nothing we can do. Just give up. You know, hope the crocodile eats you last. That's the enemy. 
that's the enemy. Resistance is not futile. In fact, even if it were, God still calls us to do it. Right? Go, go read Fox's Book of Martyrs and see what uh, you know has been happening to Christians for thousands of years. God promised us all they who live righteously in Christ Jesus shall be persecuted. And so don't fear that, you know, God will get us through it. It's an incredible honor to be persecuted for the sake of our Lord. And, and it's something that we need to do. And if you're not being persecuted, if nobody's saying mean things about you, if nobody's coming after you, you ought to wonder. Our Lord promised that all of us who would follow him and who would try to do the right thing would be persecuted. Why aren't they coming after me? And then that, that should motivate you to get involved in the fight somehow. And again, there's all kinds of different ways. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm telling everybody you have to get involved in politics. And if you're involved in some ministry, if you're involved in, in doing a podcast, you know, all, all kinds of great things that people are doing for the kingdom. The body has many different members and we all have different functions, but find where your role is, find where God wants you to be during this incredible time that he has prepared you for and get there. You, you want to be right in the center of God's will for your life. And wherever that is, that's where you need to be. Absolutely. As always, timely wisdom from you. I so appreciate. I want to have you back. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much, Pam. I so appreciate the opportunity to come on here. Thank you. I hope you caught what Alex said. He explained that the World Health Organization's Director General Tedros is supported by Beijing, or better stated, by the Chinese Communist Party. China has long desired to be the world's superpower and has strategically been making their plans for their success. Over the past few years, we've been learning that Joe and Hunter Biden are deeply vested in China. Now we're learning of the Bidens and others' involvement with Ukraine as a hub of evil with at least 46 biolabs discovered by the efforts of Vladimir Putin of Russia. I find it revealing that Putin has very recently denounced the one-world government of Gates, Schwab, and Harari. Be sure to open the link where Putin declares the end of the New World Order. Does that make Putin a white hat or one of the good guys? I don't think so, and here's why. China has also recently renounced the one-world government promoted by Schwab through the World Economic Forum. China has its own designs for becoming a global superpower. What does this mean, and what are we to glean from all of this? Well, just considering the superficial facts, my take with what I know so far is China and Russia are no longer, if they ever were, in favor of the one-world government proposed by Yuval Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab, and Bill Gates. Biden's ties to China, along with China's control of the World Health Organization and Biden's acceptance of the governance of the World Health Organization as legally binding, seems to indicate Biden wants to sell out America to China. China seems to have been strategically working to become the world's superpower once Biden and his controllers hand America over to China. Russia's role of fighting against Ukraine seems to indicate Putin intends to expose America's deep state underbelly, which has been headquartered in Ukraine for decades. Additionally, Russia has a history of making alliances with other countries who want to see Israel taken off the map of the world. It's possible Russia, with its allies, plan on contending against a weakened America subdued and controlled by China for Russia instead to become the dominant global superpower. Am I saying that America is soon to fall? Well, I know that there's a lot of people who claim that since America is not mentioned in the book of Revelation, that at some point America will indeed fall. Well, I don't interpret scriptures that way, and we can talk about that on a future podcast. But for today, for the times we're living in, by gleaning from the many prophets' words God has spoken, especially in the past few years, let's consider the following. And as always, you'll find links in support of my claims in the show notes. 
First, understand the Bible explains there are sheep nations, nations for God, and goat nations, nations against God, who will be exposed as God is intervening in the governments of the world for the sake of the righteous. Second, keep in mind scriptures are clear. The nations belong to Christ, and the sheep nations are his inheritance. Also, God has a covenant with both Israel and America. Beginning with America, then spreading into other nations of the world, God has been exposing evil and holding men and women involved, accountable, while rescuing and rewarding righteous men and women. God has appointed specific men and women to lead America and Israel, who have been temporarily displaced while God exposes the deep state corruption. Julie Green and others have prophesied China will be tremendously embarrassed on the world stage and brought exceedingly low. Through Amanda Grace and others, God has revealed how he will deal with China and Russia and the ally nations who are siding with them. The enemy of God and his followers had been allowed to seemingly achieve their wicked agenda. Even to the most enlightened Christian, it appears the enemy is winning, but faith does not walk by sight. With the backdrop of the enemy looking to be so close to achieving their goal, when God acts, as he has always planned, there will be no question it was God who intervened. Once the world sees God act in epic manner, there will no longer be any question about the existence of God and the existence of Satan. And this, my dear listeners, is God's strategy to cause people all around the world to definitively choose whom they will align themselves with, good or evil, God or Satan. This atmosphere will produce the greatest harvest of souls for God's kingdom, with billions of people coming to faith in Jesus and looking to the church to disciple them in their newfound faith. This means now is the time for the church to get ready for the greatest influx of new believers the world has ever seen. This is the heavenly perspective, the overview of what's going on in the world from heaven. We are living in glorious times, and as God has said through Julie Green, God has hand-selected each of us alive today to be witnesses to his epic intervention. We are not alive at this point in the history of the world by chance. No, each and every one of us has a role to play in God's kingdom plan. And I want to share here, it was precisely this awareness of the billion-soul harvest that God used to prompt me and inspire me to write the fifth book in my Faith to Live By series. That fifth book is called Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. I highly recommend you get this book without delay so you can be ready to help the thousands upon thousands of people who are about to come to Christ. I want you to have this book so much that I offer it directly from me at a discount. Keep listening to learn how. In the time and details leading up to the great harvest of souls, however, there will be more pain and suffering. In fact, Biden recently said, and I quote, We don't just need more money for vaccines for children. Eventually, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead, and that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need more money. End quote. Biden and many others can't seem to explain current events except by blaming other people and situations. But more curious about what Biden said is, how can anyone know there's going to be a next pandemic unless it's planned? And we know pandemics are planned based on information from Bill Gates, who openly stated the next pandemic could be an act of bioterrorism. Gates has also projected the outbreak of monkeypox and smallpox and bird flu. You see, the enemy and his followers are so arrogant and sure of themselves that they are openly disclosing what they are doing. And I believe this, too, is God's doing to cause more people 
to see the truth about this evil being perpetrated against us. Remember, God gives us provision before the problem. Even with the pandemics planned against us, we have learned so very much for having gone through COVID-19. We are more aware than ever, and we know how to refuse their fear-mongering. We know the serious harm and even death the so-called vaccines have caused, which are far worse than the disease itself. More and more people are refusing the various mandates and are standing up for what is good and right. We have God on our side, the very God the self-appointed elite either don't believe in or think they can outmaneuver. They are in for one rude awakening and, in fact, are already experiencing the beginning of the rude awakening God has planned for them. Many are trying to distance themselves from their evil deeds by resigning from the political and governmental offices they've held, and this, too, is evidence of God clearing the way for righteous men and women to come forth. Take a look at the post I have for you in the show notes about the Great White House resignation. As God's people all around the world, our focus must be on what God says and not what evil men and women are saying. Our role must be to get in partnership with God and be busy about His efforts to have His kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. As Alex Newman said, and I agree, it seems God is calling many men and women to the forefronts of politics, government, education, media, and more. As God removes evil men and women from positions of influence, he is raising up righteous men and women to take their place. I'm excited to share that Intercessors for America recently promoted a challenge to the church. On their June 23rd webcast, David Lane from the American Renewal Project issued a challenge to pastors to recruit at least one member of their congregation to run for office or serve in a civic leadership role. And you should know there are many organizations that exist to help train and equip people on how to run for political office or serve in government. One is the Christian Coalition of America. And since each of us should at the very least pray for our states, I recommend you connect with the Intercessors for America and use their system to join with others to pray for your state. There are links for you in the show notes. Yes, God is allowing man's evil world systems to be exposed and collapse so he can rescue and restore us to live in the freedom and financial prosperity he intended. We have been enslaved through an ever-increasing evil world economic system for hundreds of years. Yes, the stock markets are crashing. And as God has made clear through Julie Green, it is crashing upon them, upon our enemy. Remember, this is the year of Jubilee, a year to bless God's people with forgiveness of debt, restoration of property, and much more. We need to seek the Holy Spirit to give us a vision for the future that God has planned for each of us, each of us individually and all of us collectively, right here on this earth in these days. And don't for a second buy the enemy's lie that your voice can't make a difference. Look at what our prayers and tenacious voices and efforts accomplished with the recent Supreme Court ruling in the Dobbs case, which has overturned Roe v. Wade. Unlike the decades it took to overturn Roe v. Wade, we will see our efforts produce much more and in less time because we're living in a time of open heavenly portals. These are truly highly significant days, and I don't want you to miss a single blessing God has for you. Pray and find where God wants your involvement. Alex mentioned the John Birch Society and the Children's Health Defense. These are two excellent organizations you can get involved with to make a kingdom difference. Pray and seek the Lord for what He wants you to do. It may be to run for public office or your local school board or to replace the drag queens reading to our children in public libraries. And these are just three of the hundreds of possibilities. Some of us will be inclined to run for office or volunteer to support those who are. To support Alex Newman, look for his campaign link in the show notes. 
and make a point of praying for the godly men and women who are stepping out to take on the positions of leadership. They are putting targets on their backs for the enemy to attack them, and we must prevent that from happening. One simple but tremendous action item you can take is to contact your elected representative and voice your support for the American Sovereignty Restoration Act of 2022. I have a link for you in the show notes. I also have provided a link where you can easily find out who your representatives are and how to contact them. Whether we like it or not, we are in a fight, the fight of good versus evil, and we must get in the fight. As I've often said, to choose to do nothing is to choose to help evil. Jesus clearly stated, whoever is not for us is against us. There is no middle ground. We are one body with many parts, Christ being the head. We need each part of the body to do its work. Especially given everything Alex Newman just shared with us, next week I want us to dig deep to know our authority in Christ, and more importantly, what that authority working in and through us actually looks like. With all that's going on in the world, I know many of us feel more like victims than victors. But that is yet another lie of the enemy intended to rob us of our power and authority. For decades, the church has believed that Christians should not be involved in government or politics, and it's been precisely our lack of involvement that's gotten us into the evil mess we're in. The first article I wrote that was published was titled, Since God Ordained Civil Government, Why Aren't Christians Involved? If you want a copy of that article, please use the link in the show notes. I think you'll find compelling reasoning for us all to be more engaged in our political and governmental processes. Beginning next week, I want us to explore how to apply Christ's power and authority to successfully overcome spiritual attacks and spiritual warfare. If you want to have greater control over the enemy's efforts to sabotage you and your loved ones, you won't want to miss next week's podcast and the following weeks in the series. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacted you and what you're doing now in response to the equipping you received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. To receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where you can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. On that page, I also ask you to help me know more of what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. In order for me to continue to bring you truth mainstream media is not bringing and bringing you truth from a biblical worldview, I need my listeners to help financially support this ministry. When you purchase my own books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for us all. Shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use that code at checkout and get 20% discount. In determining which affiliate sponsors I want to bring you, I've thought about what we all share in common in these days worldwide. And most certainly, we find our health and our finances at risk. And we must be proactive about both. That's why I'm pleased to bring you Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamin C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help boost your immune system. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders, poor diet, lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to vaccines. I'm personally taking the supplement, and I can tell you I've been around several people who have had COVID, and I have not been sick. Use my link in the show notes and get a 15% discount or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB, which of course stands for Faith to Live By, to receive a 5% discount code. You can also support my ministry directly. Donations are accepted, but they're not tax deductible at this time. 
But to thank you for your financial support, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books personalized and autographed for you, or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn about all the products and the services available through my ministry work. On the checkout page, you'll find a button to click and make a donation. If you like the content and resource materials I bring you with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. I'm very active on social media where I post much more about current events than I can discuss in this weekly podcast. You'll find the links to my social media accounts in the show notes. But with my account on LinkedIn being subject to discipline for what they claim is disinformation, I've been unable to connect with anyone there for well over a month. I'd like to connect with you on Blessed to Teach, on Gab, and now on Truth Social, in addition to Twitter and Facebook. I don't want to lose connection with you, so make sure you know where to find me. Again, my links are in the show notes. I hope you'll take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 